Well, hello, this is Dragon Hat on Callan FM and podcasts. But anywhere you get your podcasts, I am joined by Matt Griffiths and Bill Long. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good, Shay. Well, I am sorry, Bill. I didn't mean to speak on your behalf. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all right as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got an in part one of an interview with Craig Skinner. We have the Fulkson game to look back at, and we also have the Oval game to talk about and what our thoughts are on that. So let's get to it. This is Dragon Hearts. I'm Harry Lennon, and this is Dragon Heart. Well, another successful um, tie against um, a side lower than us in the in the English pyramid, let's say. But we were professional. We did a good job, and yeah, a cracking result, wasn't it, Bill? Yeah, definitely. I think it's the kind of tie that a couple of years ago we may have. Uh... Not struggled, we possibly could have won, but it's the kind of tie that you'd have seen a few of the teams over the last couple of seasons may have only ground out a 2-0 with some reserves. So we played the full-strength team and, and battered them, really. So can't complain. Yeah, and to be fair, it took us some time to get our first goal. You know, we first 30 minutes were quite cagey, wasn't it, Mark? And we were the better side, but I think Fulkson gives a good game. I thought they were terrific, good Fulkson, yeah. Exactly, and like Bill said, the sort of side that... In the past, could easily have pulled off an upset. We've lost to worse teams than that at home in the past. They were, um, you know, looking at them beforehand, it was clear. I mean, they're doing very well in their league. And it was clear that they're a really good attacking team and not a great defensive team. And it was sensible, but good to see that they basically decided they were playing their normal game and they'd come at us. And I really enjoyed the way that, that they did that. It opened the game up. It was really entertaining. Uh, I mean, okay, it was ultimately their downfall because they did get a bit tired, I think, and we did take control of it. And they, they did leave themselves very open and we could have scored a lot more. But I said at the start of the, the final whistle podcast, I had mixed feelings in a way at the end of the game because obviously you want to see Wrexham score. I'm biased. Obviously, I want to see Jordan Poncelli get his hat-trick. But I was also feeling that I didn't really want to, I know it sounds soft, this, but I didn't really want to focus them to let any more in because they didn't deserve it. You know, they didn't deserve a battering, even if they did miss a lot of easy chances. Well, you've got to remember these guys aren't professional footballers, are they? They're, they're semi-professional. They, they, they do it along. It's not their full-time job. It's something they do in the evenings when they're not working. And it, I think it's nice to see us compete against teams of this, of this man. And, and it just shows that <laughs> the fitness side of football higher up the pyramid you go is very important isn't it Bill? Yeah well, I think you know we've we've seen uh, towards the back end of last year that we we uh, uh, recruited more of the medical staff and we'll be doing a lot more strength and conditioning and just just by virtue of being full-time uh, you know you can train full-time and and you're able to increase your fitness levels and when you add the extra quality on top it, it's difficult to see a way for some lower teams to fit in isn't it it's it's, it's really, you know, you see it in the FA Cup with the, the higher up teams that a team in the Premier League that has a squad of 25 that are all training and eating and, and they've completely got all that uh, recovery to the absolute highest standard can still compete with League One teams that are their full strength side. So it's that similar sort of gap for us, isn't it? I think the lower you get go down the leagues, the bigger that gap sort of gets as well. And it yeah, I agree. Been... But we... 
we also didn't play a weak side, did we? Mm, yeah, exactly. And as we've recruited from a couple of divisions higher up, following on from what Bill said, we've brought in players of natural fitness. I mean, James Jones is a, a machine. He just, you know, he, I mean, although, you know, in terms of how it's gone for him, it's a bit been a bit up and down in performances, but in terms of his stamina, I mean, the just doesn't stop running. He's, he looks as fresh and added time as he does at the start of the game. And you know, that sort of thing shows in a game like that. Um, we did pick a strong team. I think it was inevitable we did with no games in the mid-weeks before or after. And ultimately, yeah, we, we had a bit too much for them. Kwame Thomas was excellent again. Ponticelli, ironically, Ponticelli uh, missed some quite straightforward chances, even though he nearly got a hat-trick. Uh, he should have got a hat-trick in a way, but he played very well as ever. He's tireless. Again, he's another one, isn't he? He's just non-stop, constant. You know, the defenders don't get a moment's rest because Bonticelli's just on him, on him, on him all the time. Thomas was bullying the centre-backs. Yeah, it was it was a harder ride as it went along for folks. Yeah, and the most important part is we got a really another really convincing win. It, it wasn't... Yeah, it was, it was competitive, don't get me wrong. Like the Gloss game, that was competitive. But we really, really did show our class in the end and the fact that we do have a really strong, in-depth squad this season. It is, it's really positive to see, isn't it, Bill? Yeah, I think it's, it's showing that when generally, not every time, but when we play uh, lower-level teams, we do seem to give them a little bit of a stuffing. So that's positive. You know, there's been years previously when I'm, I'm trying to think of the 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 second year we were in the conference we beat Luton 3-1 or 3-0 something like that and then ended up losing to every other side that was 14th downwards so I'd rather us beat these sort of teams because there's there's generally more of them than there are the, the higher quality and you're more likely to, I know we're not we were in a cup this time but we're more likely to get points um it's a bit of a shame looking at that draw and seeing mm. some of those teams that we could have drawn and we end up with Boreham <laughs> Boreham Wood because yeah. I feel like you know if we'd have, if we'd have played some of those National League North teams, it just it just suits our style. We sit back, we let them attack, get them on the counter, but we've got the quality to sort of punish teams. And it would have been, as much as I think most Wrexham fans would have preferred to have an early exit from this tournament, it, once you get to this sort of stage, you may as well go for it, really, didn't you? And if we'd have had an easy tie, it would have been quite, um, quite tasty to see us sort of getting that little bit closer. But, you know, we've got to back ourselves to be the best team in our division, which makes us the best team in our competition. And at home, yeah, apart yeah. from that Yeovil game, um, you know, we're unbeaten at home and generally looks unconvincing. So we just got to go there and, you know, it's a home draw. I think that's a, a chance to get rid of one of the contenders rather than have them waiting for us next round. Sorry, do you two both see us putting a full-strength side out against Boreham Wood then, or does it depend on how the fixtures land or...? Where do we go with it? That's a good question. That my gut feeling is once you get this far, we're probably taking it seriously. We're now, yeah. I mean, I, I admit it will start to cut into our fixtures, which is not good, but we're well in our 16 now, so we are now five games from winning it, four games from Wembley. So you, you get you get to this point, I think you're probably thinking, let's go for it. As things stand, obviously, things could change. We don't have a midweek game either side of that match either, which I think is relevant. Mm. Uh, I I personally think that we're going to looking at what Parkinson's picked in the past. Even if you look at the Gloucester game, we still picked a reasonably strong side. 
Mm. Um, the Fulkerson game, we picked a really strong side, which I think makes sense because you need to keep up your match fitness. Uh, I think Parkinson's going to go out to win it. And I think maybe you don't play Mullen or you don't play a couple of others and you try a little bit of rotation. Maybe you play Kwame Thomas for a full 90 and things like that. Yeah, I think we'll put on put out a really strong side and I think we're going to look to win this trophy. Have we got to the point where Kwame should be starting league games, do you think? It's interesting, isn't it? I think you may, you maybe give him, a, give him a good 20 minutes in the next game, possibly. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, well, it's just, it's, I think it's a case of who do you drop? Because I think Ponticelli's been fantastic this season. Um, I, I feel a bit... I think I, I think if I was John Ponticelli and I got dropped for Kwame Thomas, even though I think he probably deserve a start at some point, I'd feel hard done by because I don't think he's done much wrong. And the Folkestone game, he was probably one of the better players, on, if not the best player on the pitch. Mm. Last two games, the, the, those two cup games, Kwame's lasted 70 minutes, then 79. So he's... He's pretty much getting a 90 in now, isn't he? But like you say, Ponce just scored two goals. So, yeah. yeah. Nice problem to have. Yeah, and it yeah. looks like we may be looking for strikers in the transfer window as well. So, it, it, it who knows? But I think Kwame Thomas isn't far off starting. Mm. And again, he's a real good asset and he's got real good quality for this level. So, I wouldn't be opposed to him starting the league game at all. It's funny as well, going back to what you said before about whether we picked a strong team against Boreham Woods. Well, if you bring in three very good players as we're planning to at the end of the window, by the time we play Boreham Woods, three of our first-team players won't be first-team players, will they? They'll be, yeah. they'll have lost yeah, their yeah, places. Yeah. So we are, we'll have mm. a bit more strength and depth, don't we? Good point. Well, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's all that happens. <laughs> yeah, and we're playing a really good side in Boreham Woods. They'll have, maybe they'll have to rotate too. Who knows? The the league's looking very tasty so far this season. So, yeah. Is there Possibly anything more you'd like to add, Matt, well, just, on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry okay. coming in, but the, just speaking of Boreham Wood, they've got, um, they progressed in the FA Cup, haven't they? So mm. they might be looking to to put a weak side out against us if, if they've got a bit of a fixture pile-up, possibly. Could go in our favour. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> They'll have to look at a away game against us as being a good, tough one. So, might be their prioritised league in the FA Cup, perhaps. It's a fair point, that. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would just say the other little thing to come out of it was just the the impressive nature of our defenders. I mean, obviously, we won 5-1. But Folkestone weren't scared. And they, they, and they scored a lot of goals this season. They had a very physical attack and they did try to ask questions of us. And so, although we won the game comfortably, the defence looked very impressive. You know, Toza was just like impassive in the middle. He's just strong and reliable. Hayden, who um, we made man of the match, was just a beast. It just, you know, so physically imposing. He was terrific. And then on the other side, Cleworth, well, I mean, Cleworth's making a... I, I, I rate Hattie Lennon massively and he is our first choice left-sided centre-back, don't get me wrong. Clever's making a case for starting in the league, though. He's playing so well and he gives us something interesting as well when we have the ball in that 
all right, Hayden and Toza are comfortable with going forwards. I admit Toza's maybe a little bit more reliable on the ball than Hayden, but but Hayden's capable of driving forwards, capable of breaking the lines, capable of playing progressive passes, traditional wide centre-back stuff in a back three. But Cloweth actually, he can do that because he can play in midfield. He's he's good passer of the ball for a centre-back, but he's also able to do that Sheffield United overlapping centre-back thing, which he did at will last Saturday, you know, so he'd go look at the, the build-up for Hosanna's goal. Hey, Hosanna and Jordan Davis with this fantastic sort of 30-second triangle on the left-hand side. How many passes they exchanged? But Cleworth is actually willing not just to bring the ball into midfield like Hayden and Toza will. He's willing to go beyond the attacking players. He's willing to overlap into the box and he pulls it back in the end for Hosanna and he's doing that a few times and against Gloucester. It's an interesting different element of which struggling to break a team down that you've got a centre-back who's able to actually operate as a winger. Yeah, it, it, it is brilliant. I, I've sung Max Clareworth's praises all season. Now, now we've seen him in two different positions in two different FA Trophy ties. Where do you think he's most effective? Hold midfield or left-sided centre-back? I'm going to say centre-back. I think that's his natural position, but I wouldn't be worried if we were using him in midfield in the league games. Uh, I, I think he's developing to the point where he would be... I, I wouldn't be nervous about him. And I think if if this was last season's squad, I think Dean Keats and Ed Clevert, as he is now, would have been picking him. I think he'd have, he'd have, he'd have had a good, choice, good case to be a first-teamer. Uh, he's he's developing fantastically well, I think. I think the thing I like about Max Clareworth the most is he didn't seem phased by it all. You know, he's played big games like that Notts County home game, where I think a lot of players of his age and you know him being a local lad may have crumbled as well. So I think he is one excellent prospect, isn't he? And I'm so glad we didn't loan him out early on in the season because at uh, the start of the season because he has been a, an amazing asset so far. This is the wisest he's like thing to remind you that. So, yeah? he's, sorry, he's, he's like to remind you that, Mark, doesn't he? Yeah. I was, was going to say, it's the wisest <laughs> thing that's been said on Dragon Out this season. And Jay said, when I said, maybe we should loan him to someone in our league. And Jay said, well, why don't we just keep him and play him then? And uh, well, funnily enough, he was proven right, wasn't he? <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I'd have prob- probably before the start of this season, I'd have probably agreed with you, Mark, but hats off to Jay. He's called that one. Brilliantly, I think we did, we are starting to look like uh, using him, and he's looking like a, like a really good option for us. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I have been his biggest fan this season. It just seems like sometimes it's the Max Clareworth Appreciation Podcast rather than Dragon <laughs> Dragon Heart now. <laughs> well, he's not put a f- foot young this season, has he? So to be fair, <laughs> long may <it> continue. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And um, yeah, that was a great chat, Fox and Victor five one. Nice winner into the next round. Happy days. So after this, we have an interview with 90s hero Craig Skinner. Your town, your station, your voice. This is Callon FM. Well, Craig, firstly, thank you so much for joining us. A real pleasure to speak to you. You were always a player that intrigued me. I've got to be honest. I always, always enjoyed watching you play. And I've just mentioned before we came on air that um, I remember seeing you play for Plymouth at Shrewsbury. And you caught my eye, and I believe it was your ability at Plymouth to catch people's eye that, that sort of helped us set up the move to Wrexham. 
Yeah, I think it, you know, thinking back to, you know, when I, when I actually signed uh, for Wrexham. Yeah, so I, th- I think it was the um, the sort of 94, 95 season, well, the, the season before I signed, Mark. And um, yeah, I, I do remember distinctly a game against Wrexham uh, down at Home Park when I was playing for Plymouth. And um, I actually think um, Mickey Quinn was actually on loan for Plymouth at the time because I remember him bagging a couple and he might have got an hat-trick. I'm not too sure. We won the game 4-0, or it might have been 4-1. But, but, you know, I, I just had a really good game. I think I got a couple of assists and scored. And, you, you know, um, when I met sort of Brian, you know, in the following summer, um, you know, when we were talking about signing uh, uh, for Rex and then, you know, he, he did remember that game kind of thing. So when you, when you mentioned the game against Shrewsbury, strangely enough, that, that I probably had my best season for Plymouth the, the year we actually got relegated that year. So we'd been in the playoffs the year before got relegated in my final year there, but I probably had my, personally, my, my, my best season there because I, I, I sort of had various interruptions during sort of my time there, mainly with injury. So, um, so yeah, that, that I'm sure that played a part, you know, in, in sort of, I think Brian had known me from when I was a kid at Blackburn as well. So, so yeah, that, that, that definitely influenced things. And, and I've always, always wanted to influencing from your point of view, we got into Europe. Um, you know, did the, the, the thoughts maybe of getting to play in Europe? Because I mean, it's a strange thing that Wrexham were allowed in Europe then. Did that sort of entice you at all? Or? I, rem- I remember uh, Brian uh, mentioning it dur- during the, the, the meetings that we had that summer. Because um, I, 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 I sort of remember him, um, you know, asking if I had any sort of Welsh blood, really, any any ancestry, you know, grandparents, so so that I'd, I'd qualify as a, as a Welsh player, but I, I hadn't. And um, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 if I remember rightly, I don't think too many um, of the sort of foreigners could play. Yeah. Could they at the time? Like I think was it the three foreigner rule? Or, or yeah. I can't remember really because the, the the game. I remember it, it was the game against actually. Petrol Ployest, Romanians. Right, yeah. yeah, rather you than me, I think. That <laughs> yeah. But um, so yeah, yeah, it it was mentioned, um, and, and I do remember the game, definitely the home game, anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, 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 I'm not too sure. Did, did we go out early on with that one? Yeah, we we yeah. Um, considering the restrictions, we did well. We drew nil yeah. nil home to them, and you know there's yeah. a Union Cup winners, aren't they? Um, yeah, and we lost one nil over there, so we went out one nil aggregate. But like yeah, the, the, the cruel thing is that it didn't last long, but for a bit. UEFA said the four British countries are separate countries, yeah. and that was that was why we couldn't pick a full strength team. It happened to us twice in Europe, um, yeah. and all of a sudden, English players started finding Welsh granddads uh, <laughs> and weren't managing to get to, in a team because there were a couple of lads who played both matches against Ployest, never played for us again. Fuck sure, yeah, yeah, did yeah. well actually, yeah. to be fair to them, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a cruel pity, really. at the time. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a pity that it's fallen like that, isn't it? When, when you know, the regulations have worked against us. But, um, but yeah, like you say, it seems we did okay under the circumstances. But, yeah, it was probably short and sweet, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's cruel that any other time, you probably would have been playing in Europe and we probably would have gone through as well. And we had a decent that, side there, didn't we? Yeah, 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 we did. You know, it was a, you know, thinking back, it was... It's a really good squad, you know. I, you know, obviously, I've followed the sort of trials and tribulations from from afar. Like, you know, I'm sort of based in Manchester as I was when I was playing for Wrexham, and um, yeah, you know, you, you look back at 
at that time, you know, and, you know, as, as a bit of an outsider looking in, because I don't follow the club like I, like you do, obviously, but, um, you know, it's still close to my heart. So I'm always looking out for what's going on there. And yeah, I think that squad we had during that sort of, that sort of mid to late nineties, I think was, um, was really good. You know, I was thinking today, you know, before obviously sort of coming on, you know, going through the players and, you know, we had a really, really good squad, I felt like, and a good team, you know, some really good players. And and we were pushing to, you know, I, I always remember my time there, pushing to get out of League One, do you know what I mean? And got them to go into the Championship. We just yeah. didn't really take that that last step, really. I think there were a couple of last days of the season yeah. where I think we got in the playoffs, like, if I remember rightly. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you compare that to, to, to where we are now, like, you know, just... Obviously, just, just toiling and trying to get out of the out of the national league. So, so yeah, re- really, re- really good squad. And then you came back at the same time as Peter Ward came in. Kevin Russell yeah. came back at the same time. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it, it's it, it's a it's an influx of quality there. You can see we're building up, and that was sort of the starting point in a way from us being a decent mid-table side who could score goals to being a, a more rounded side that went higher up trying to push yeah. it uh, to higher up in the league really yeah yeah definitely i i, I remember that day actually because um you know i i, I used to travel in my body i mean I, I didn't sort of first day of the you know of pre-season but um but i used to travel in my body and, and uh brian carey because you know we were Wardy was sort of south side manchester he used to come over to us and brian was sort of local to me um but yeah i remember tipping up and then seeing rooster because I, I remember I didn't, I knew of Rooster, but didn't sort of know him. Um, I, I wasn't aware he'd been at the club before, like, you know, I obviously had as a, as a, as a kid. But I, he, he played against Blackburn um, for, for, for Leicester. And I remember a game um, where I think Bobby Mims come flying out of the, um, out of the, it was Blackburn's keeper at the time. He smashed, he was about 20 yards outside his box and smashed it against Rooster. And Rooster's ran it in from about 40, 50 yards out in front of the Leicester fans. And, and he just, because he's a distinctive character, it always stuck with me. Like, they're all shouting Rooster. And, like, you know, I, I remember that sort of moment, really. So when I met him, you know, just like we've known each other for years, really, he's, yeah. you know, he's a great lad. I, I, as were the other boys, really. Like, it was a quite a harmonious uh, squad, to be honest, like, you know, looking back. Uh, I, I'm old enough to remember Kevin Russell's first spell with us. He had hair. It was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some. I've seen some of the pictures. Yeah, he's better without it, money. I think we sort of altered his career in a way because he had two years with us. Um, mm. Yeah, at the start at the start of his career, he scored twenty goals at least, and he in both, he was yeah. the fastest striker with the ball I'd ever seen. Yeah, he was unbelievably mm. quick. But we got in the playoffs in his last season, and he got a muscle injury, and we got him to play through it. Yeah, and I think it affected his pace a little bit, and it was good that. He's, he's an, so intelligent that he's adapted himself and became a different type of player because yeah, mm-hmm. I think maybe, we, I wonder, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I wondered whether we had a bit of an effect by pushing him when he wasn't mm-hmm. fully fit because he was so important to us. Maybe we had a long-term effect on his pace because he, he seemed to lose the edge of it quite early on, but such a clever well, player. You, yeah, you, you, you'll know that better than me because I only saw him when he came second time, really. And he was still sharp, Rooster, yeah. you know, really, really sort of sharp. But yeah, I... I I know what you mean, but he, he did tell me about that time. Like, you know, I wasn't aware, you, you know, that he'd, he'd sort of been there for, you know, a first spell until a little bit after, you know, I got to know him a little bit better. Um, 
and yeah, you know, he did say how, how much he, he sort of enjoyed it, benefited him. Like, you know, did, did he move from, was it Portsmouth at, at that yes, time? Yes, that's right, yeah. yeah so he, he went up from Portsmouth, yeah. So, but he was one of them lads that had, had sort of been around a little bit. He was only, you know, he had a few years on me. He was a bit older than me, um, but he, he'd had a few clubs behind him as well, you know, and some really good experience. But um, yeah, real, re- really clever player, really good player as well, you know, and just loads of, you know, I had a lot of respect from the other lads. Like, he, he, you know, he was he obviously, a, he was a, you know, a bit of a joker in the pack. Like, you know, he's, he's you know, really sort of dry, funny, you, you know, he was, he was a great guy to be around. Like, you know, there was never a dull moment with him yeah. at all, like, you know, ever. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, football-wise, you know, he knew his onions. I had loads of respect from the boys and like. I think I'm right in saying I think I had tonsillitis when you first came to the club. That must be frustrating. You know, you get you come in for your first pre-season, you're getting disrupted like that. It must be good that the, yeah. the squad, you can see the players around you were so good, you know, yeah. to, to make sure that you still feel part of it, if you like. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do remember that. Um, and it, my fitness, I, I didn't really feel fit at the, the club because it, it, it did set me back a little bit, really. And I, you know, when you, when you you sort of join, I, I remember Lugger saying to me, uh, Carl Connolly, you know, about towards the end of sort of, it was towards the end of pre-season and may, maybe at the start of the season. And um, and, and he said to me, you know, you, you don't, he actually, he remembered that game, you know, the one I was talking about. He said, Jesus, James, he said, you were like, you were flying then, like, you know, he said, and I said, yeah, I just don't seem to be able to get as fit as I as a, as a field, you know what I mean? I've n- never, whether I didn't shake it off, you know, in the early sort of stages, didn't do the pre-season. So that's, you know, never a great sign. So you're always playing a little bit of catch-up. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it, it did it did sort of, you know, knock me back a little bit. Like, and it wasn't until, you know, I got a good run of games, you know, probably start towards, you know, October, November time. I remember we played, um, we played Rotherham, um, it would be round about October, November, the, the first year I signed, and and we won seven nil. We, we, we battered them, and I scored my first goal. Had a good game, you, you know. Everything went our way that day. People, everyone played really well, and and that was the game where I thought, yeah, I, I feel fit and I feel it all. You, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay here. Like I'm starting to, you know, to do well. So, so yeah, that that was um, it, it was a setback, but like you say. You know, there's nothing you can do. You just got to sort of work hard and and, and play through it, really, and, and you'll get to where you get to. We um and it was around that. I was got the fixtures up here, looking at them. It was around that time we we win the penalty shootout next game against Hull in the cup and go through past Chesterfield. I, I don't like talking about Chesterfield in the FA Cup. Oh, no, it was a horrible day that one. Yeah. But this is the season before, and, we, and we're getting yeah, yeah. sort of solid yeah. luck about us where we're really hard to beat and we're. We just started yeah. to grind our way up, if you like, to yeah. near the yeah. top of the table, and yeah. uh, you know, you were chipping in with some some handy goals. You tended to score important goals, it seems to me. <laughs> yeah, I think I scored a few, probably not as much as I would have liked, liked really. But um, you know, I was, I was just having to think back. Really, you know, I, I remember um, probably the best goal I ever scored in my career was um, away at um, at Burnley. Um, I don't know whether it was my first season or my second season. Um, on, but again, on, <laughs> I, I think we were getting beat. Um, 
we ended up drawing the game. We, we came back from one nil down to two one, yeah. and then I think I think we conceded again, and it it, it made it two two. Um, but I remember that because it's always good going to Burnley. There was a big crowd at Turf Moor. I remember our, our following that day was fantastic. Like I had loads of friends and family there, and they were saying, "Wow, what a set of supporters!" Like the away fans. Yeah. The only problem was my goal was at the wrong end, like so I couldn't really celebrate it properly. Like it was. Um, in front of the Burnley fans, but I, that that was um, that goal's always uh, stuck with me. I remember that scoring. A, that was a Saturday yeah. after the seven 0 against Rotherham. I just found it. Oh, was it right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah, uh, that, that makes sense. Like just getting a bit of sort of confidence going, and yeah, yeah, the, the team playing well. Two all, but all the goals came in the sixteen minute spell. You you scored first, fiftieth minute, right? And uh, Nogan scored for them. And Joyce. And then Wardy scored a minute later. So there was six, two one to them, 65th minute. And then Peter Ward scored right. the minute after. Yeah, I remember Joyce scoring because I, I, I played with him at uh, Plymouth. I, yeah, I do remember that. I think it was an header. But, um, but yeah, like, in fact, I lived with him the, the first year I was there. So, um, so yeah, he probably reminded me about that one, really. Well, what was your that goal like that you scored? I mean, if that... I didn't... I, I, I do remember, I, I'd love to see the footage of it because every year I tell it to people, like it seems to get better and better. So, you know, as long as it's not on video, I'll make it even better now. But <laughs> I, 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 I picked the ball up maybe in sort of, um, it was round about the halfway line. If that, you know, yeah. I, the way I remember it is in, is in, um, is in our own half light. And I've sort of turned inside with my back to, I've sort of accelerated away from a couple of players and sort of faced up with the left back. I've ended up megging him, sort of getting towards the um, corner of, of the box. And I've just drilled it sort of, you know, a couple of feet off the ground all the way on an angle like the beat. I think that their keeper is a really good keeper at the time. I think it was a guy called Marlon Beresford, who was yeah. um, an excellent keeper. Yeah. And he just went in. This, so it was like a little bit of a solo effort with a, with a great finish, really. So it was de- it's definitely the best goal I, I scored in my career, really. I, you know, I, I didn't score loads and loads, but you, you know, there's a couple of decent ones in there. That that one, that one's always stuck with me, really. And I just, I, I remember turning around, like I could, I remember looking at the fans, like thinking, "Wow, I wish I was up there now." Like you know, <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. The wrong end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got. I, I think this is both good news and bad news because I've just had a quick look because as well as doing the commentaries and stuff, I've also been trying to collect as much video as possible, um, and we. I haven't got any footage of that. Maybe, maybe somebody else will, but I, I've been stealing off people shamelessly. So I, I, I never saw it. I know a lot of players at the time because you know it just wasn't as readily available as it is yeah. now. You know it was more difficult to do, wasn't it? And I, I just never bothered keeping any sort of clippings, any goals, assists, anything like that. I think Ward. I'm sure at the time that there were sort of there were like club videos that um, you yeah. know gave you highlights and stuff because I think Wardy used to sort of collect them. And I always said to him after this, I said, Wardy, give us them videos. I'll sort of do a copy and that. And he, he just never got around to it, really. But, um, but yeah, as, as long as there's no video, I can keep sort of saying it better than it was. Like, you know. <laughs> it might have been even better than you remember. Come on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just having a look around because I've got some of those old videos here knocking around on one of these shelves. Um, yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. And the really annoying thing, like I say, unless you want no one to see it, is that... Um, Burnley are one of the good clubs where you can find videos going back to like the mid eighties with them. Usually, yeah. other clubs well, just haven't filmed them. But one thing I do remember because I, I saw it on um, on the news sort of later. I used to have them on the sort of early evening news, local sort of news, didn't they? I think. And um, 
I remember seeing it, and and I, th I think Burnley were having the stand built, so the angle wasn't fantastic. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, in my head, I have seen it. I have definitely seen it because I remember the stand was being built, and the angle of, of, of the video wasn't wasn't actually brilliant. But um, we'll see. I, hopefully, it'll turn up because I told my lad about it for years. Like so, you know, it'd be great to, to show it him. Right. Yeah. When we finish, that's my job. I'm gonna have a good search. <laughs> But, but whether we make it public or not depends on after, you, after you've seen it, if you're happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it hit the back of the net, so I'm happy with it. Like, you know, exactly. long as I, yeah, as long as I've not been stretching it too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's other games that you, you scored, and I remember you scoring at a, oh, one of my favourite ever games. We went to Luton and beat them 5-2. They had Andy Dibbling goal before he came to us. He scored. Yeah. Uh, and it was just incredible because Luton usually battered us and we went to Luton and, wow, five goals. I think, um, I think it was a penalty, actually, which, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know why I was on penalties, really, because, you know, I mean, I've taken the odd penalty in my career. I took one, I took a couple for Plymouth, but didn't Carl normally take all the penalties? Carl Connolly. Yeah, yeah. Carl, and Carl was playing in that game as well, so yeah. he, he got an hat-trick, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm sure. I might find out what was the order of the scoring. I wonder if yeah, you... yeah, I don't know. I'm, not, you know, there's obviously a reason behind it, but um, well, I scored it anyway, so that that's um, I think I put it keepers right. I think I went. Um, no, whoa, we only had one goal at the time. So Dave Brammer right. scored first, then yeah. Carl scores, and then they got it back to two all. Right, and you scored that penalty. Carl scored his second goal a minute later, and then right. so the, so the penalty made it three two. Then, so so you yeah, penalty made it three two. Right, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, one of them games really, wasn't it? You know, yeah, I, I yeah. can't remember too much detail about the game, but I remember you know we, we played really well. I, I do remember Carl sort of getting an hat trick, and I met, I remember the goal. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it, uh, you know, you don't sort of score five away from home too often do you really so so yeah it's, uh, it's a good win that one well, but what year was that um, that would be nine, September 97 and, right. and I've just found a possible explanation as well <laughs> I'm just looking um, two weeks earlier we played at Sheffield United in the League Cup um, and that's a game that really sticks in my head it was the second leg the first leg Carl had scored a penalty the second leg I'm, I never bet on things, but I, I was in the stand because I was commentating. I was in the main stand and there yeah. was a bookies stall in the concourse and it had odds on the first scorer. And obviously it's just for Sheffield United fans, isn't it? And Carl's odds for being first scorer was something stupid, yeah, like, like 20 to one or something. And I was thinking, do they know our team at all? I mean, he scores goals, he takes penalties. Um, so I put like by my standard something massive like three quid on him to score the first goal yeah. and when yeah. it was nil-nil we got a penalty and I thought well here we are he doesn't miss penalties we're laughing and yeah. of course he walked up and he tried to do a penenka and the keeper didn't move he just stood there and waited for the ball to arrive maybe that's was, was why that, he was off penalties sounds like it but, <laughs> was, was, that, um, was that the one was it Bramall Lane or a race course that one, when he missed the penalty that was Bramall Lane it was two legs Right, because uh, I, I remember that league. Is it was it league cup game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. Did Dean Spink score? Because I think I yeah, set that did, up yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Dean, Dean scored, didn't he? Yeah. 
Well, funnily enough, you know, I don't know whether I should say this, but um, you know, I was on when I was on penalties down at Plymouth. Uh, you know, they come out for it, but it was it was one of them back in the day. Like, my, my brother came down. Like, I think my brother came down. There might have been a couple of mates as well. So I said, like, I'm on penalties. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> look, load it up for the weekend, kind of thing. You know. And anyway, um, lo and behold, we get a penalty, don't we? Like, we're playing um, playing Wickham. Yeah. So I'm. God, like, I can't let anyone, anyone down with this. Like, you know, you start, you start thinking about the, the lads putting some money on rather than sort of the penalty in the game. Like, you know, yeah. but anyway, again, look, you know, luckily I scored it and that, but, <laughs> you know, that, that, that one came in. Yeah, yeah, but yours obviously didn't. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see, Wickham, I, I, I've got nothing to attach to this, so I'm sorry to throw it out in the middle of nowhere. Something that always stuck in my head was you scoring well, one of our quick, earliest ever goals, actually. He scored within a yeah. minute against Wickham. And I remember yeah. sitting there thinking, oh, we're going to batter these. And it was 1-0. And I've never seen oh, a team cling on for 90 minutes like that. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't remember too. I just remember, I remember the goal because, yeah. again, I was really... Uh, Del, uh, Derrin sort of whipped, whipped in across. It was about 30 seconds. that, that yeah, yeah. It was literally the first move. He's whipped it in. <laughs> And I've just volleyed it, you know, from about 12 yards out. And it, it's absolutely, you, you know, when you catch a ball so yeah. cleanly, you, you can hardly hit, you hardly feel it sort of touch your foot like, and it was one of them. It was just a, such a, and it rocketed right in the top corner. Obviously, you also were at the club in the FA Cup run to the quarterfinals. Um, but I think injuries and different things meant that you didn't get to play in all those, in a lot of those fancy games yeah. you, you played in. You played in the crazy Colwyn Bay game when we could have gone out in the first round and Mark Cartwright kept us in it. Um, yeah. And the Scunthorpe game when we we got a, a, a fluky equaliser, Steve Morris chasing him when their keeper hit the ball into the ground and we won with a late Steve Watkins penalty. So that run, I mean, everyone talks about the wonderful victories, but we easily could have been knocked out early on in that, in that run. Now, now you mentioned the sort of Colwyn Bay, you, you know, I, that, that does sort of ring a bell, really. Was that at the race course? Yeah, they they, they uh, blocked I, it over and then they drew yeah. the race course and Mark Cartwright played an absolute blinder. Yeah, yeah. We replaced yeah. the race course and we won that 2-0. Yeah, I do remember that. But yeah, yeah I mean, you know, the cup run was amazing, but it was, it was a bit bittersweet for me because I, I, I was injured. We, we had, um, and you mentioned the Scunthorpe game in, in that cup run. Yeah. And, it, and it was the Scunthorpe game that I got injured in, and it was the, it was the most bizarre thing. Um, I, I, it was about on about sort of fifty minutes. Um, there was a goal kick, and as a sort of winger, sort of wide player, I was just getting ready to challenge for the ball. It was up in the air, and as I as I've gone to jump off the ground to to try and win the header, mm. I've jumped up. Whatever's happened, and I've landed, and I've looked at my hand. And my hand has just puffed out, ridiculous. Yeah. And it was so bizarre, and it it just started. You know, it was killing me, absolutely sort of killing me. My hand, you know, in, in the sort of my, my middle of the sort of hand there. So, um, I, you know, I sort of got, you know, the physio on, and and, and sort of I had a look at thinking, well, you know, what is it like? You know, something crazy had happened. And the only thing I can think of looking back was that. You know the fullback's gone like that to sort of jump, and he smashed my my, my sort of hand. Yeah. 
Anyway, so about, I played on for about 20 minutes. Like, I, I, no, I think, did it go to extra time that game? Yeah, yeah. I played until full time, but I, I couldn't, I was struggling to run. I couldn't touch anyone. It was just getting worse. It was red. I said, I'm going to have to cut. You know, it, it was just unbearable. So anyway, um, you know, as I say, we, what happened in the game, we, we got through in the end. But I basically, you know, broke my hand. It, but the, that, that middle sort of bone there it was displaced. So I, I had I had an operation to put it right. I said I couldn't play. I plastered, did the x-rays. It didn't go well. I had to have another operation a few weeks later where they sort of basically screwed it all together because it had been broken but also displaced, you know. So, you know, from something so innocuous, I was out for, I was out for, it must have been out. I, I had to have the thing on. Sometimes they let me play with it. They won't let me play with it because of the, how, how bad a break it was. And that was me, you know, so I was, you know, watching football for the next sort of few months, which yeah. was brilliant because, like, you know, obviously the, the cup run was fantastic, but as a player, like, you know, you, yeah. you just want to be out there and and I wasn't. So, you know, it, but again, such a bizarre injury that just happened out of absolutely nothing. Mm. Next thing I've got a broken hand that, you know, has kept me out for, for months really. So, um, so yeah, but, you, you know, the, the cup run was obviously amazing, wasn't it? You know, just in terms of that time. But mm. as I say, a little bit sort of bittersweet for myself, really, just in terms of my, my contributions to it. I mean, it, I, I I assume you must have been at that Chesterfield game. The reason I say that, the next season, I noticed that in the programme, it did a sort of um, question and answer thing with you. And it says, well, I can't find where it was now. Worst moment in football, losing to Chesterfield. So, um, yeah. That must be a hell of a difficult game to watch um, when you feel you must. I mean, a, a creative player like you must have surely felt, God, I'd love to be out there. I could make a difference in this sort of game. Yeah, it was a horrible game, wasn't it? You know, I, re I really saw sort of, I just remember it being a horrible day, really. Like, you know, I mean, obviously I wasn't fit, you, you know, so I wasn't involved at all, but obviously there. Um, and yeah, just, you know, a really sort of poor game. You know, you, you think to yourself, you know, God, you know, as a League One, you know, getting through to the, yeah. getting through the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, and I mean, I mean, chances, you know, it's like I said, you know, if we'd have got through that game and did they play Middlesbrough, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's nothing to stop us yeah. beating Chesterfield and beating Middlesbrough. It's not beyond the realms of possibility for us to be in an FA Cup final and for the game to be so poor for me, you know, personally, you know, for me not to be playing was was horrible um and, and then just to be there you can't affect anything you know the scenes after the game you know everyone was just devastated yeah you know yeah. after what had happened you know re really sort of devastated it was a real a real sort of low moment um but that's football in it you know yeah. it's um <laughs> you know it, that's that's just the nature of the industry that we're in really so so yeah, but it, I, I do remember that. I do, just remember being in the changing room afterwards, and it was just a horrible, horrible place to be, you know. Yeah. So, same for the fans as well, wasn't it? Really, like, oh, you gotcha. know. I remember watching it and just thinking it, it felt like a, a, your classic sort of clash of styles. Two teams trying to impose their style on the game. They just pounding it onto Kevin Davis's head. We're trying yeah. to get it on the floor, and we, we yeah, couldn't yeah. really get it on the floor. And it was played on their terms yeah. more and. They just wanted to break her up, have lots of restarts, mm. pump it long and make it a fight, didn't they? And they succeeded yeah. in doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, um, you know, 
like you say, some great memories from 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 that cup run, you know. But as I say, you know, ultimately you're left with thinking it was a little bit of a what if, what, what is, yeah. wasn't it? Like, you know, just in terms of, you know, just got taking that next step and having that sort of look on the day really to, mm. to get through that, that round really. So yeah, it was a, was disappointing. Yeah. I think, we, I think we beat him there in the league as well. Not, not, not before that or after that. We grew there in the league, but dominated them. And we beat them at home. Yeah. So was it at home? Yeah, yeah. we beat my home comfortably, and then yeah, in the away game we drew nil nil. It wasn't long before that, and, and we were we were well on top of it, you know. So we we played right. well in both matches against them, and then it comes. Uh, to the I remember. I, I think I'm sure I remember scoring at Chesterfield in, in one of the games we played against them. I'm sure it was a league game as well. Don't know. Um, I don't know when that sort of was in relation to the to the FA Cup game. I'll have a sneaky look. <laughs> I've got, I've got my spreadsheet open, so I can check. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I might be wrong, Mark. To be honest, like, like. well, I'll tell you. While I have a, a look, I've got to say I've got something else open in front of me because I mentioned that that question and answer that you did. Um, <laughs> I some of your answers are beautiful. I'm not going to embarrass you. I, I, quite the opposite. They're brilliant. They're the and I, I can I can see. Like I said, I I always liked watching you play. I liked your, your style of play, but I, I felt I remember reading this as a guy. I didn't remember until I found it last week. I'm thinking, I like this guy because your answers were essentially exactly what I'd have put. And also what I don't expect footballers to put. You know, footballers are all favourite musician, Diana Ross, you know, that sort of George Benson. I was, I'm a yeah. teacher. I was explaining to some kids what George Benson is the other day. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm just saying your schoolboy hero, Stuart Copeland, well played. Type of music, you've got Chemical Brothers and Beck. Beck, well done. Excellent yeah. work. Television, yeah. Alan Partridge. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And then in dislikes, musical artists or bands. It, I, I love the ones you identify, Phil Collins, Elton John, Peter Andre, Boyzone. But the fact that you then put afterwards, you know the type. Well said. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to say, you were spent yeah. for a generation there. Well played. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well f- funnily enough, when I was sort of thinking before, because I always remember when I was a kid, like, you know, as football mad, like, you know, we're yeah. sort of United fans, really, sort of big United fans and the family and that. And so we used to get match and shoot, like, you know, the, the magazines. And and, and every time, it, it, I always remember reading these player profiles, thinking, oh, God, you know, I might be able to do one of them one day if I sort of be a footballer, you know, when you're a kid and that. And then and I always remember, he, he, he used to ask for pre-match meal, what, what was your pre-match meal? And everyone used to say scampi and chips. <laughs> and I, I always used to remember that, like, thinking, what's scampi like? You know what I mean? What, what is this scampi and chips that you've got to have when you're a footballer? Like, you know, but, um, but yeah, yeah the, 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 mu- the music one was funny, really, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of massively into my music, like I always have been. And, and you know, so um, I'm a big Super Furry Animals fan. And, um Every um, you know, so when I was at Wrexham and I used to go and see the Super Furries play, you know, we used to go to Manchester, Liverpool, and, and wherever really, like you know, seen them a lot, and I, and I'd always bump into some Wrexham fans because you know, obviously a Welsh connection, and there was a lot of sort of you know, um, you know, Wrexham fans who were Super Furries fans as well, and um, you know, I, I, a lot of gigs that, that I've been to um, with SFA, like, you know, I'm scared, scared, like, you know, and I've gone over and had a chat, like, you know, and it's, it's been, and, and funnily enough, 
they hadn't toured for ages and ages and, and they played um, the Albert Hall in about sort of 2016, I think it was, in Manchester. Yeah. And the same thing happened, like, you know, I got this chant coming over, like, skins, 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 like, you know, and I had a chat with a few of the, the sort of Wrexham fans. So I always used to bump into Wrexham fans at sort of various gigs, mainly sort of Super Furry Animals gigs. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big sort of music fan, really, and, yeah, all that. Yeah, footballers have generally haven't got good taste in music. No. Now, let me tell you that. <laughs> it's not, it it's not always the case. Believe me, it hasn't changed. You hear the music coming out of uh, the changing yeah. rooms. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Mm. It's a <laughs> bit too dancey for my taste, I've got to say. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can't remember if we had too much. I don't think we had too much music at that time in the changing rooms. Like, but, you know, I, I think, like, oh, God, if I was listening before the game, like, it just put me off and put me in a bad mood, you know what I mean? So, you know, I think that probably came in a little bit after my time, really, just all that sort of, you know, with too much music, like, you know, coming out of out of the changing rooms. No, good for you. Um, that's what I say. Um, I, 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 near the end of your time with us, we had a, a, a bit of a drama when Ian Rush, of course, comes to play for Wrexham as well. I mean, it, the excitement around the club was was crazy. What was it like inside the club? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's a big name, wasn't he? Obviously, yeah. you know, you know, say being a United fan, like it was someone that, you know, I, I mean, I used to go to Old Trafford throughout the 80s, like, you know, we had a season ticket. So, I, you know, I went as a kid for years and years, you know, to Old Trafford and, he never scored against United. He had this funny sort of um, record of not scoring against United, you know, when he was in his pomp, you know, for Liverpool. And then when I was at Blackburn, Kenny Dalglish became the manager. I'm thinking, bloody hell, like, you know, he, he, he's, like, he's like our nemesis, like, you know, throughout the 80s. Yeah. And then Rushy came, you know, at, at that time, really. And, um, yeah, he sort of, yeah, as I say, it was towards the sort of end of my time there, really. Like my fourth, I think it was my fourth season before I went to York. And, um yeah, I just remember he was just a re- re- really good guy, you know, de- dead down to earth, you know, I had time for everyone. There was no airs and graces with him, right? You know, he, he just, you know, he gave off a little bits of advice here and there, like, you know, and yeah, I, I just, you know, my memories of him are, are, are all really sort of positive, like, like to laugh and a joke, like, you know, he, he, he definitely sort of had time for you if you wanted any sort of help, advice, just to sort of have a chat with him. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was... Um, Okay, how many? I'm not sure how it, how, how well it sort of worked out playing wise. Like you know, how 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 did it work out in the end? Like you know, he seemed to, you know, he, someone of that stature just lifts the place anyway. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, you know, from a from a playing perspective, like how, how it went. Did he, did he score that many goals? Like I'm not, I can't recall really. Didn't score any. Um, oh right, right. Which was a shame. I I felt sorry for him. Um, because. I think it was just his, I don't know, I mean, his pace had gone to an extent, I think, and he was a different type of player. And you, I think there was the hope that you put him in League One, he'll still score goals, but it didn't really work out that way. So I've just got his stats up now. So 20 starts, seven sub, no goals. Right. And he did end up being pulled back into midfield more. Yeah. Uh, you know, became a different type of player, if you like. But it was a, yeah. it was a shame because it wasn't one of those cases of, you know, a like you say, a big man comes down and he's not really, he's just seeing out his career. He was clearly... Yeah, yeah. No, he did. But he was a different type of player by then. Yeah, definitely. You know, and 
you know, if you look at it from his perspective as well, you know, what, what he's seeing done, being there and, you know, the, what, what he's won and the goals he scored at the level he was at for the club he was at, then, you know, with the best will in the world, you, you know, you tip up at Wrexham, you, you know, with a with a great group of lads, some good players, but they're not of the calibre that, you know, he's been playing with for so long. So you don't know how much, you know, internally that, that was sort of, you know, he never showed anything like that. There was definitely no sort of, you know, snobbery about him in terms of, you know, oh, I've done this, I've done that. There was never any of that, like, which was the same as Joey, really. Like, you know, you know the player Joey's been and, and you know, the, the trophies he's won, you know, it was just so down to earth. There was never any sort of any airs and graces with, with, with either of them. I don't, I don't remember. Definitely Joey anyway. So, um, so yeah, but, you know, you know, cause we were, a, you know, we were a, a good, you know, footballing attacking team at that time. So, you, you know, it does seem strange that he, he, he didn't really score, but that, that is solely not down to him, I'm sure. Like, you know, but, um, but yeah, just a, a really sort of interesting time, I suppose. Like, yeah. I'm Aaron Hayden, and this is Dragon Hearts. Well, that was part one of the Craig Skinner interview. Part two will be next week. Um, we're now going to talk about the upcoming league game, which is a big one. I think I think now, up to the end of the season, I think every, every point's going to count, looking how tight the table is. We've got a really tough game in Yeovil, who was our first defeat, defeat at home this season, Bill. So, yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, it's... It- it was funny that we had um, uh, a, a game with with ten men, uh, and you know, it's 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 going to be a tough one. I think to lose two 0 at home this season too was frustrating. But we're, we're a team that plays quite well away. Have we still got the best away form, or did we lose it after Notts County? If we win on Saturday, we'll be equal of Chesterfield again. Right, so. Uh, you know, either way, we, we're, we're up there as one of the best away teams. So hopefully we can go there and do the business. I think our style does definitely suit being away a bit more. If you ever want to come, come and have a go at us, then we can sort of do that sitting. Uh, you know, and, and Mullins had a bit of a rest. So hopefully he's he's uh, firing on all cylinders. It's, um, it, the Oval are odd. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that offensively. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Draw your own conclusions about that. But um, they're peculiar in that when they played us, Chesterfield were top of the form table in our league, and we were second and third, Wrexham and Yeovil. Yeovil were in the middle of a big injury-slash-COVID crisis. They couldn't name five subs against us, and yet they managed to win and continue that form, and they kept winning afterwards. And yet, on Boxing Day, they were like, going into Boxing Day... They were unbeaten in 10 and won eight of them. And they just got battered at home against Torquay and they've lost every game since. A, a, a weird sort of up and down side. I mean, let's hope, I think maybe we played them at the wrong time at the race course. Although, as you rightly said, Bill, that red card to McElindon really, I think, coloured the game. Hopefully now we're playing at the right time. Yeah, that their form's been very up and down. The season, as you said, they've been a strange side. They've just lost on penalties to Needham Market. Um, they then lost to Southend, lost to Bournemouth in the Cup, and then lost to Torquay twice on the bounce. So 
yeah, it's a strange time to play him. Is there any players that really caught your eye on their side last time we played him, Mark? The player who scored the second goal, Low Everton, was outstanding, sort of playing off the front man, drifting about, popping up in unexpected places, willing to run at people down the channels. He scored a quite simple goal, but his movements and uh, and threat was extremely impressive, I thought. Um, but I, 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 I do want to go back to what Bill said, though, that red card in the 34th minute. We weren't playing all that well, but neither were they. And I feel if we kept 11 against 11, we may have ground out a win or at least drawn it. I don't think we'd have lost it. Remember that first goal by Staunton was a worldie. Well, yeah, and, you know, every point really counts at the moment. You know, we're in eighth with 39 points. It's really tight up that top nine, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, and now is when we need to push on. You know, fame hurts, and here's where we start paying in sweat or paying in rich people's money, which we'll also do just fine. Um, hopefully, we get those <laughs> signings to boost us. We have been on a really good run, apart from that Notts County game, and again, early red cards conditioned it. Um, I feel confident we're heading in the right direction. It'd be great if we can recruit a bit more, but we won't do before Yeovil, I wouldn't think. But we just need to show that we're maintaining that momentum. So I feel very positive about the situation we're in at the moment. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a bit of fear factor for the you know going to teams if we were to get another sign in, even if they they're not quite ready. Just that idea of going in and saying, "Oh, we've got X, Y, or Z player from League One or League Two, like we have been getting," can sometimes work. It can be quite intimidating, can it? It can work in your favour. Well, it'd be interesting when we. we... We've been playing our cards very close to our chest, but we do have it confirmed that we've we're interested. I mean a bid, but we're interested in for Dane Oliver, who's a player that I know Dean Keats was interested in and looked brilliant against us when he was a York player. You know, quick attacking player who can cut in from the wings and score. And last season's the only time in his career he's really scored many goals, but he scored 17 goals in was it League One? So, yeah, he would be the sort of signing, wouldn't he? And I, I, I'm not saying it has to be him. What I'm saying is I think we are looking at that level, the sort of players that you're right. We'll send out a message of, oh, look what they got alongside Paul Mullen now, apart from Kwame Thomas and Ponticelli and Dior Angus. Also, there's some cracking players in this league I think we could sweep as well, which would be quite nice. Uh, but, yeah, I'm also not 100%. I, I still think this team could go up without any signings, you know, as well. I, I, I don't think... I, I, I do think we need another midfielder. However, I do think this side has the depth and is good enough to go up yeah. uh, through playoffs. And I think with three or four, no, say three big signings, we could push for the title. But we do have to get into a big swing of results now. It is starting to get quite hairy isn't it Bill yeah it's go time now isn't it you know if, if they're going to win the league they definitely need to to you know every game's got to be sort of treated as a must win game from now until the end of the season or at least until the end of you know when a points tally had been brought up we can't afford to lose to anybody who's in that sort of in that area it's um, a lot of pressure but you know a lot of teams do thrive under that sort of pressure and the, the challenge of Actually going for it might might give some of the players a bit of a lift. Um, yeah, let's see. 
Exactly. Well, that's why we've bought players from a higher pedigree is because hopefully they do rise to the occasion. That's why you pay big, big bucks for League Two and League One players. Exactly. So we, we, we want to perform. We want players who relish that opportunity to be under pressure because you don't succeed unless you're put into pressure situations, do you? So we, we need players who want that, don't we? Yeah, 100%. So I think that's it for Dragonheart this week. Um, not much going on in the whole Wrexham universe yet. I'm sure there'll, there'll be something very soon. Yeah, it has been a good one. Um, this is Dragonheart. Hi guys, I'm Dominic Rose and uh, this is Dragonheart.